10 minutes, 10 days, 10 actions is brought to you by Two Summit Up. Expert sales tips and advice provided in a structured, bite-sized way for only £97. Learn how to improve your processes with 10-minute podcasts provided each day for 10 days, which you can listen to from the comfort of your own home, office or whilst out and about. For more information, visit twosummitup.co.uk forward slash 10 actions. Just a quick apology. For some reason, there were some technical issues when recording this episode, which has left a irritating buzzing in the background, which we weren't able to get rid of in post-production. We have now resolved the issue, so it shouldn't happen again in the future. Uh, If you could bear with us for this episode and perhaps look past our misdemeanour, it would be much appreciated. You're listening to Go Fish, exclusively on the pod station. Welcome everyone to episode 31 of the Go Fish Marketing Podcast where each week we cover a topic with what we'd like to hope is our expertise, uh, give you some ideas, give you some advice to make the most of your budget. My name is Mark Pollard and my business is Funky Vibes Marketing. Uh, I am joined, uh, well I say it as always but they uh, they left me high and dry last week so I'm joined for a refreshing change. Uh, this week by my fellow co-hosts uh, Elaine Atherton from To Sum It Up. Are you feeling better, Elaine? Because you were poorly. That's why you didn't join us. I was poorly. I was quite poorly, actually. I'm not one for uh, over uh, dramatising these things, but I wasn't very well. Um, but you know, I'm fine now. Just don't look back, look forward, is what I say. So it's great to be on here again with you, both of you. Oh, it's great to have you back. And we have our fellow other co-host who just had no excuse for why he didn't turn up last week. It is the irrepressible, the wonderful, we love him dearly, Chris Roxburgh from My Marketing Guy. How are you doing, Chris? What a welcome, what a welcome. And I am one for over-dramatising things, but but I've got nothing to over-dramatise this week. I was, uh, I I think I, I had a... I had another engagement last week. I think it was probably to do with business, so quite important. But good to be back. Good to see you both. So we have returned to our threesome of incoherent babble, uh, which should obviously bring the standards down from the impressively professional production that uh, I came up with last week when we covered the uh, interesting topic of mobile apps. Now, if you'd like to listen to that show or indeed any other shows, then you can visit the podstation.co.uk website. You'll find links to all of the major podcast platforms. If you subscribe, the latest show will just drop onto your device. You can listen to it at your leisure uh, and you don't need to worry about checking to make sure that you're up to speed on everything. There's actually a catalogue of shows there now so there's a whole raft of topics. It's well worth checking out. I think there's some good material. We've had some some very interesting guests over the uh, last few months, particularly during the lockdown period 
uh, who've given us some some wonderful advice and tips you can also check us on social media we're on all of the platforms so facebook instagram twitter and linkedin uh, give us a follow we've put some useful content on there uh, we also would love to hear from you whether you've got any questions or topic suggestions so either get in touch using social media or send us an email to gofish at thepodstation.co.uk uh, right so we uh, are bringing back the new section we haven't done any for a while um, it's a very generic topic that i wanted to mention today but i do think it's something that is well worth discussing because I think I'm seeing evidence of people not doing this uh, and hopefully it might just give people a bit of a, a nudge in the uh, the right direction for want of a better phrase I guess so Elaine I, I wanted to mention the fact that to date stamp this it's October the 14th we've just we're obviously the three of us based in the Merseyside area so We've been given a slap on the wrists and uh, stuck into super mega lockdown by old Bob Joe. Um, Could I be pedantic and just correct you there, Mark? City of Liverpool region. Well, so yes, let's let's discuss because at the moment we've just been put. We're based in in Merseyside, and this area has been put into lockdown. However, you want to define it. Uh, the news called it the City of Liverpool area, <laughs> whatever that means. Uh, so we we are into a, a wider lockdown. A lot of businesses have been told they have to shut again, so pubs, nightclubs, but also things like gyms and, and leisure. I think they were yeah. included in that. So it, it's quite strict in this particular area, and it does look like other areas are probably going to face similar issues, particularly in the north, because they're infection rates seem to mirror ours so it's it's possibly a matter of time as opposed to if uh, that applies um because of course these additional lockdowns have been brought in and whether you agree or disagree or whether they think they are or aren't enough the government have sort of introduced some grants and some additional financial measures in light of these new changes and of course there is still things like the bounce back loan uh, facilities which were available from the original lockdown um, financial plans. So I wanted to just perhaps have a, a quick chat about what businesses can or perhaps should be looking to try and do because, of course, some will be terribly in, in a bad state. They, they can't trade, they can't do anything, but is there a way in which they can perhaps use this money rather than perhaps using it all to pay bills over the next six months? Perhaps there's something they can do to adapt the business to try and generate income to make money from that money that they've now got access mm. to do as opposed to fighting fires with it and i know that's easy to say and of course i'm saying this it's a very generic way of saying it because every yeah. business is different but i'm just hoping we can perhaps give some people maybe some ideas that that might help them go on and perhaps make something of what is a, a terrible situation I know. Where, I mean, where do you start? It's so it's so so difficult, and uh, you know, I think we're all in the same position that you think it's heartbreaking for those businesses who have got to shut the doors again, and it's just it is, isn't it? We don't, we haven't got the answers for that, and, and but equally, um, you know, everybody's an individual, and I think it is a time when have to people have to look at their own individual business and think what bits am I in control of and what bits aren't, aren't I in control of. 
and, and one thing I will say this, and this is not, not market related at all. I, I, um, I was talking to someone yesterday and, um, you know, there, there is a, a lot of support out there that some people are just not taking advantage of. And I think whatever it is, and you can take it, you know, advantage of it, or, you know, you are eligible, then just don't not take it because, you know, we, none of us really know how long all this is going to last. And, um, you know, some people have never, you know, borrowed money or had loans for their business. And if uh, if that's the case, it may be the time to, to look at what is out there because there's, there's obviously grants and things. So that would be my first thing is just look at it from through different eyes, really, because there may well be things that can support you. And even, you know, from the point of view of um, of marketing and things like that, you know, which is obviously more our arena, is there is a lot of support out there is you've got it, you know, you've got if you talk to people who are in a similar position, some people may have already tapped into it. Uh, so because we can't, as we've said on many occasions, we can't not do anything with our business. We've, you know, we either leave it as it is and then, you know, get in a place where we think well, what, what's here now, um, which is not best advice at all. Or we think, well, what is it that I can do now to prepare my business and keep my business going for when things change? Because we're all in a different, we're all in a different place, aren't we? That's, that's the challenge for us. A lot of our, uh, you know, we're service based. So a lot of our stuff can be done from, you know, your home, wherever. So our sort of, you know, story is different. But equally, don't think in our position, we're all doing our marketing. We're all, we're all planning our strategy. And we're all, we've all had to actually, uh, you know, reconfigure some of the things that we've done, move some of our training online that we didn't have online before. So it, there is, this is, not a time to sort of sit and do nothing. And I know, as you said, Mark, it's easy to say that uh, and sometimes harder to do. But um, yeah, get get speak to people, get as much help as you can um, and have some sort of a plan to move forward. Chris, I, I, I mean, I, I mentioned pubs particularly because they do seem to have de- definitely had a, a rough end of the, the deal insofar as um, they've, they've been shut down. But with a, with a to use pubs as an example... Um, you can't they're shut they can't serve people but is there scope for them to take that friday night to people via takeaway so they're able to do takeaways whether it be selling alcohol or getting someone in to prepare food to do sort of a a saturday night takeaway style so that they're, they're taking the pub to the people can they have online pub quizzes that people can sign up to and and as part and parcel of that package there are things that might be worth exploring can they get a mobile app that can sell things to the people to make it easier to order um have they got a website that allows them to do those kind of things so i I guess what i'm saying is there are things that perhaps people might want to look at to use the money for to generate some income streams yeah i i I mean i endorse what what elaine was saying sadly there will be um, a number of casualties over this latest uh, this latest lockdown, but um, but equally there will be companies that that bounce back, and pubs like the ones that you've been uh, mentioning, Mark, the the some of them are being very very creative in in what they can do to to provide a service. It's not going to be the answer to their economic uh, woes, but what it does do is keep them top of mind 
Um, and for any business, staying top of mind during a during a, um, a crisis like this is important because those that do stay top of mind will come back that that little bit stronger when uh, when the when the lockdown is eased again. We don't know how long this is going to go on. This might be the first of uh, of a number of temporary localized lockdowns. We just don't know, um, and that's the that's the horrible uncertainty for for business owners today. But in order to uh, in in order to be be sure to be there when uh, when things are better, certainly maintaining a presence, be it on um, social media, be it on um, on wherever um, e email marketing, keeping in touch with uh, with customers and, and so on, um, just maintaining that presence will will enable them to to keep in touch and to to come back that little bit stronger when when life gets back to uh, well whatever normal's going to be. Yeah, absolutely. So I, I guess what I would say to people listening to this listen back to some of the shelves because you might get some ideas of things that you can perhaps use um definitely if you've got access to grants and there's plenty of grants out there um covid related grants where you can apply if it is to help your business bounce back from the covid um consequences do it apply for them and get the money and, and speak to the likes of chris elaine and myself to come up with a, a specific plan of what you're going to spend it on and how you can perhaps make the most of that money what we could do as well uh, any of the three of us we could potentially point point companies or business owners in in the direction of the funding that's available because we're aware of uh, we're aware of some of the pots um if if people were to contact any one of us uh, i mean i'm sure we'd all be more than happy to uh, to guide them uh, in the right direction. One of the very early podcasts we did during lockdown mentioned that one of the first casualties of any of any crisis like like we were experiencing is marketing and advertising. And uh, as I hope I've just said, it's just so Im important to to keep that presence. Don't don't can the marketing and and advertising completely um, access these uh, access what funds you can and and ring fence what funds you can from that for for maintaining a, a marketing and advertising presence i can't emphasize that strongly enough absolutely i did a post last week that says you can't sell anything if you don't say anything uh, and I think that that nicely describes the the situation. So uh, we're we're not going to dwell on that any further. We have a specific topic that we're going to look at, which is slightly different. Um, it's something that I think is right up uh, uh, all of our streets, really, in, but in very different ways. So it's going to be very interesting to to hear our different perspectives from our different angles, and that is presentations. Uh, I think I'd probably start by saying for me. A presentation is is essentially a sales pitch in whatever format that presentation comes and who else would we start with if we're talking about sales pitches than our sales guru that is uh, <laughs> Elaine oh well thank you for that introduction very much so yeah I, I mean I do um, presentations for me uh, oh gosh the, the uh, 
they speak so loudly um, of what we do, don't they, when we give our message to people via a presentation, because some people are absolutely great at articulating what they want to say face-to-face, -face, verbally, in conversation, and actually in the written word. Um, but for to actually present, there's, there's different skills required, and not everybody sort of feels like they're comfortable with it for some of the obvious reasons maybe I'll, I'll say stand up in front of a room but that's certainly not going to happen at the moment is it uh, but even whether it's on zoom or wherever it is so there are different skills that you have to tap into when you're presenting and um, because um and there's there's definitely a few no-nos but the sort of overarch for me the things that are really important and this sort of I know we're going to dig deeper into them but my sort of five things that I would say are um what is the objective of your presentation so where is it taking people because a presentation needs to pay, take people on a journey um and from there's some sales sort of things that uh, perhaps i'll mention a bit later that i would recommend but um from the point of view of where is it taking people so it, it you start you know, it's that engagement and where do you went where do you want the person listening to it to get to and what what is your objective as also where where they get to uh, so for the the other four things are it it's got to have really good content now there's there's a few trains of thought on this really some people are um which goes into the next point a bit is you know is is it all about visuals and just some really good bullet points and actually you're talking um, more than your uh, you know your, more than your slides are saying so your slides should never be content heavy with loads of words on it it's oh not about i hate that. i hate that <laughs> i absolutely hate that that's on my list of pet hates on this on this entire topic of people who read verbatim the slides that you can read yourself i hate yeah. that and it does come from confidence though doesn't it and that's the point is if you you've got to practice it haven't you um you know it, it, and you've got to have someone if you've written a presentation for me you've got to be able to uh, sit down with, with or you know zoom somebody and say this is my presentation actually you know you pick the person who's going to be absolutely honest with you someone who gets it because if it's on a topic they have, don't understand then it's not really going to be very meaningful but someone who totally gets where you're going with it and will be honest with you because uh, <laughs> otherwise you could really be walking into the lion's den with slides that are like God, you know, this isn't good. Uh, so visuals, which I know, Mark, you know, right up your street, great visuals, because I, I, you know, being totally uh, honest, I'm a real visual person. I love a great visual. Um, and um, so not boring. And then the delivery is really important. You know, so have you got interaction in there? And is there questions? Do you, you know, if if people can feedback during it, you know, you're giving them the opportunity to, if you've got your chat box going on. So obviously I'm talking more online at the moment, uh, you know, so all those, those things are important to keep people engaged. And, and personally, you know, it, the, the, obviously the length of the presentation is really, really important as well, because you will seriously lo lose people if it goes on too long. Um, and then the last sort of point, which is about, being confident in yourself when you're delivering it to have have that self-belief because actually if we're sitting there with rounded shoulders or our body language is, is saying i feel so uncomfortable um you know i really don't want to do this then it's not going to give the best um image for the person viewing it really so practice is is really really key so 
so that's my sort of overview, if you like. Um, but I'm sure we'll go into some of those a bit more. So they're my thoughts. The brain processes nearly 10,000 visual and oral cues per minute. As first impressions stick, make the customers see your business in the right way. Funky Vibes can ensure your vibes attract the right tribe with their marketing expertise, graphic design, bespoke websites, and social media packages. For more information or a no-commitment initial consultation, simply email your tribe at funkyvibe.co.uk. Fantastic. Mr. Roxburgh, I'm going to ask you to give us the saying that you gave us off air, and I insist you do it with the accent that you also added, uh, because I think it, it... you might have to explain it a bit more, but the the general gist of it, I think, is quite profound. Absolutely, yes. Although I think we've finished the podcast now that uh, now that we've heard from Elaine. That was, uh, that was very good, Elaine. She's succinct and professional, isn't she? That's what we were missing last week. <laughs> yes. Just painting a, painting a bit of the background of my experience of presentations, having been in sales uh most of my life i suppose well actually not when i was a baby obviously but um (laughs) from from about the age of 25 i'm not going to tell you how long that is um i think it was around about when this quote originated that you're going to use isn't it i've but yes i've 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 made mistakes i've uh, i've stood in front of people felt horribly nervous um, but now, in the last sort of 10 years, I've been presenting um, workshops, um, showing people various aspects of marketing and sales and so on and so forth. And of course, now it's webinars. Um, the, the best piece of advice I was ever given, and I thought I heard it from a, a local motivational speaker. And the advice originated from... Um, from a lay preacher in 1908 and there was a quote in the northern daily mail which reads um i take my text he said and i divide my sermon into three parts in the first part i tell them what i'm going to tell them in the second part well i tell them and in the third part i tell them what i've told them (laughs) <laughs> which is um, a brilliant accent by the way for advice on a presentation or a webinar or a, whatever it might be just talking to people you what what this what that preacher was saying is you're managing expectations um by by telling them telling them what the what the outcome's going to be then giving them the giving them the um the story uh, and explaining how to do it and then explaining at the end well, I've told you, uh, wrapping it all up by going back to the beginning. I think it's fabulous advice. Um, Andy Bounds, who is a local motivational speaker, has has now referred to it as uh, give them the afters first. So, in other words, what are people left with when um, what are people left with when you've done what you do? What's your benefit? Mm. Get that out first, so that, as he explained it, um, people have bought into you. They want to listen to how it's done, and uh, and at the end you say, well, there you are. That's 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 how you do it, and um, I, I I just think that's uh, I just think looking into that. I think it was fascinating. I couldn't believe it last night when I when I found this uh, uh, this lay preacher's uh, conference account. So not a <laughs> not a mo- local motive motivational thing. A lay preacher from 1908. 
Fantastic. Well, it's it's very much like anything where it's all in the preparation, a presentation. Mm. I, I I suspect you spend substantially less time actually doing the presentation than you do preparing for it. And whenever I hear people who say, "Oh, I I put it together last night," I always have that fear and dread in the pit of my stomach <laughs> because mm. I know that. Um, as you say, the content and the material that's going to be used will have been rushly put together, so it's not going to look as pristine as it should do. Uh, mm. The content will have been hastily put together, so it might meander and include loads of fatty tissue that will, over the course of the presentation, bore people and lose people, rather than it being a really tight, on-point presentation which keeps you moving along throughout um and and so i think if people don't put that preparation and they don't think as you say if they don't sit down and go right who am i doing it in front of what am i trying to get across to them and how am i going to do it in the most effective way mm. um you're always going to lose out and some of the worst you mentioned before about my bugbear of, of people reading from the slides. That's usually because they haven't done the preparation properly. Mm. And if you are someone who feels likely to be inclined to do that, if it's there, don't put that information on the slide. Keep the information as succinct and have some notes that you read yeah. from. If you're not yeah. comfortable in front of people, by all means have the notes. There's nothing wrong with you reading verbatim what you need to read to get across yeah. your message. As the people who are, are, are listening, I don't need to. I don't need you like school style to read out what's on the chalkboard. What I want is a a digest version on the presentation, so I can quickly get up to speed on what we're talking about. I need to listen to you, give me a bit more meat on the bone, and ideally, if you're going to give me lots of meat on the bone, some supplementary notes that I can take away, read a second time, and digest. Mm in a bit more detail when I've got the time and the ability to do it. Uh, and I think that is quite often the, 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 in fact, I mean, the networking events that we have attended together in the past, I think one of the biggest surprises to me is that people spend so little time making sure their presentation is as professional and as brand specific and as on point as the rest of their business because they're doing it to this room of 25 businesses who they know they kind of just throw it together and think it would be fine um uh, they use pixelated images they've just pulled off google um or other platforms are available so it's not to get anyone in trouble um, but they do they, they use pixelated images they pull things down whereas it's like well do you know what if this is a presentation and you're selling your services to 25 business people make it as professional as you can use proper images put a bit of time and if required a little bit of money if it's beyond mm. beyond your skill sets um so uh, uh, that's my little rant um over presentations because of course i suppose elaine you mentioned before about the style of doing it you do need to be engaging you do need to be interesting but that's easier said than done if you're not a comfortable speaker or uh, you're not used to doing the presentations so what kind of things do people need to be thinking about to address those issues 
one thing that absolutely should say there it's like anything isn't it if um if your style is you know is not the comedian or the um you know i don't know the extrovert then when you're doing a presentation don't try and be be this person that you're not because it's really not going to work for you um so um so it you know obviously it's got to lend itself with your style whatever you do do but you've got to think about the audience and when we think about an audience some people are visual some people are uh, audio aren't they and some people are sort of touchy-feely people so we, we have to think about that when we write whatever we're writing so if we you know for example if I was selling a product say and I was presenting it to a room you know I, I absolutely are going to look at um, you know what people are feeling how are they feeling and how is my product going to help them so when I've got writing a presentation I've got all that in mind is I'm going to take I want to go to where people are and understand how they feel as in you know the words I'm using and this could be where interaction is you know some people might be experiencing this you know and so you get that you know that where people are even if they're not verbally saying it they're actually thinking oh yeah that's me um and then of course you can go on then to so what's you know solutions and things that you you can help them with or your product will will provide so it, it can be it can be, you know, um, Chris is, this is really one of Chris's things is, you know, statistically, people love, did you know, statistics, uh, something factual, because you, you again, it goes back to your audience, because some of your audience are, yeah, that all sounds a bit, you know, very nice, but a bit fluffy for me. I want some real tangibles. So you've got to think about when you're delivering it, what is it? What information do people want? Just for you to say, um, you know, it's great because lots of people say so. It's not not going to be enough, is it? So you may have a testimonial um, or a quote. You could have a you know a, a video link to something. So it's just lots of different things that you think about that the not what you might find amazing, but actually the people listening to it. It's about them. It's not actually about well, it is about you, but it's it's more importantly, it's got to keep their attention, hasn't it? It does. Chris, uh, you mentioned yourself, or rather you described yourself as a former jangler. Um, I, I remember <laughs> I, I, I remember being on a, a first aid course, a football association first aid course, and the guy who did the course spent the entire time walking around the room like a prowling lion. And in fairness to him, at the outset, he said, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep moving because I was told the best way to keep people interested and engaged and awake is to keep moving because, uh, and, and in fairness, albeit it was slightly irritating, I, I did, I had to keep moving to follow him around the room. I had to, in order to keep eye-to-eye contact, I had to move with him. And so it did keep me more engaged, even though it was the end of the day, I was tired, I didn't particularly want to be there. Um, so uh, how did, uh, what, what kind of things do you sort of think of when you're talking about presentation style and, and body language? Presentation style, um, and there's probably a difference here for me as a sales presentation and delivering a workshop. Um, Sales presentation, I'll I'll not do a lot of walking around. In fact, I won't do any at the moment, will I? It'll probably be on a Zoom. (laughs) Um, Now you um, see me, now you don't. (laughs) That'll be be fairly uh, fairly formal, I suppose. the 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 first the first thing you've got to do in a sales presentation um if you if you're doing a 
if you're doing a pitch to a room full of um, the leadership team or uh, company directors or, or what, whatever it might be, um, first thing you've got to do is, is make a make a good first impression. So, um, yes, Elaine, you're quite right. If you if you're not a comedian, don't try and be funny. But do try to get them uh, to get people on your side from from the word go, and you can you can get people on your side by by making making a self deprecating comment that that's amusing. Um, but research that it, it it'll look it'll look spontaneous, but research it carefully, and make sure that it is amusing and that it does it does pull people in, and it does get them on your side. In terms of in terms of a workshop, I am I am what Mark described before. I am that irritating person that walks around the room. I I can't stay still um, at the front of a effectively a classroom, if you like. I've got to walk around. And usually usually it's in a U shape. Usually you can get round the sides of of everybody and round the back. Um, so I'll I'll walk around the room taking very great care not to trip over all the trailing wires that uh, that are holding the IT together that's um that's one thing to uh, one thing to remember but um but that that think the, the the my first tip of this section i suppose is try to make that uh, try to make that good first impression and get to get people on your side regardless of whether it's a sales pitch or indeed a, a workshop uh, what's your process, Elaine, for putting together a presentation? Where do you start in terms of addressing some of these things that we've been uh, talking about? So from a content point of view? Yeah, well, I, I guess from a content yeah. point of view or even uh, analysing what sort of materials and what things you will want to bring into that presentation, whether it be music or physical demonstrations interaction with with the the audience etc i think that what one of the key things when you're writing a presentation um is timing the timings of it uh, so you you've absolutely got to look and think right well uh, you've written out this is this is what i want to achieve or this is what my audience need to know what you know whatever your brief is and whatever the purpose is of, of writing the presentation and then it's you've got to break it down into timings then um, because it's really easy uh, to uh, whether you're doing the presentation live in front of people or whether you're doing it on zoom it's really easy to overrun if you haven't factored in the fact that you're going to ask them some questions and you haven't factored in factored in the fact that you've got to answer them um you're very quickly going to be rushing towards the end so so it actually is a bit of less is more really um and because you know when you're dealing with people obviously you, you don't you know you don't quite know what route it's going to take you so i when i look at um what to add to things i think i'm i wouldn't say you know i'm this expert on doing slides for presentations by any stretch I've found a way that works for me and feels comfortable with my style. Um, and I'm always looking, you know, as you guys know, I'm always looking at, oh, you know, new ideas and things like that. Um, you know, so for me, and this goes back to, I'm not the most technical person. I can do what I do, but actually what would stress me out completely if I was trying to do something mid-presentation um, 
particularly if it was on a Zoom and I had, you know, 100 people there, I'm not going to try something out that <laughs> you think, I'll just give this a whirl and see if it works. Uh, you know, so, and that that is a quite a, a big factor in um, what, considering what you put into your presentation, because you, you, you don't want things to go technically wrong because actually you can be an expert in what you're doing, but if te the techie stuff's not your thing and it all falls apart, then that's completely going to knock your confidence. So I think, you know, if you're new to it, I would definitely start with, are, are your visuals all going to be on brand or are they, um, you're just going to throw some quirky ones in there? Obviously, as you say, you've got to make sure they're not um, protected and you shouldn't be using them. Uh, but if you're not confident in, some areas unless you're going to get confident like using a video link or adding music then you know if you say if you haven't really done all that before you i wouldn't go to like you know super duper um uh, production if you think just start with so get some of the basics right and and focus on the bits that are really important and add some of the greatest stuff later if if it works for you so yeah Long uh, answer. Sorry. <laughs> oh, that's, that's fine. Uh, what kind of things do you look for in a, a which which are the presentations that stick in your mind, Chris? Because when when I think of the presentations, uh, I I want them to be creative. Uh, I want them to be interesting, and that doesn't necessarily mean you have to be set tech savvy. If 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 your business and obviously the likes of 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 our my business um, is perhaps better done using some sort of presentation on a screen but not every business is but then again you've got people like personal trainers or uh, nutritionists who can do demonstrations using the people that can be you can have everyone doing a a, a physical exertion yeah, exercise thing I, I think one of the probably more recent memorable ones of, of a completely new variety we we had someone who does um cleaning and it's a specialist cleaning. I can't remember what type of specialist cleaning it is. Whether it was crime scene, I think it was. Yeah, it was crime scene, crime wasn't it? Scene, yeah, uh, and and yeah. he he created an actual crime scene and showed the process of how they go about clearing it up. What sort of uh, things they have to bear in mind. What type of equipment they need to to bring with them. And and by doing those, no, no delegates were harmed in the process. <laughs> yeah, indeed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it wasn't a crime scene, really. <laughs> and and ironically, we all got free hazmat suits, didn't we? And I suspect nobody <laughs> kept them. And yet, ironically, we'd probably all kill for a hazmat suit round about now. Yes. Uh, yeah, that's <laughs> uh, true, but yeah. but those are the kind of things that stick in my memory as 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 imaginative because it was it was bespoke to their industry, it was their service, it was doing something other than just a powerpoint in front of me and if there's going to be a powerpoint make it an interesting one but if it doesn't yeah. have to be don't don't feel you you're stuck with the constraints of the norm no no very good, good point. One of the important things is um, is knowing what you want to get out of that uh, of that presentation isn't it if you've been invited in to present your services or uh, or if you've um, if you've that the, there is a specific inquiry in mind, possibly, but if you've requested to go in and present your services, it's a completely different, uh, completely different thing. The, the one common thing throughout throughout both would be um, to involve whoever's whoever's in the room uh, within that meeting, ask questions to because uh, you do see some dozing off don't you want the best of the <laughs> speak for yourself <laughs> uh, some, some will 
Some will be more interested than others. Some will be there because they've been told to be there. Others will be there because they want to be there. So um, asking questions of those in the room at a, at a relevant, uh, relevant points during the course of your presentation, I think, uh, I think does involve them, um, keeps, them keeps them on their toes because they're, they're wondering, well, she, he's just asked so-and-so, is he going to ask me next? I, I better, uh, you know, I better be a bit more alert than perhaps I have been. So I, I would, I would try to involve involve people. Um, well, I, I do try to involve people. I encourage questions. Um, I used to say, I'm not taking any questions during the course of the presentation, but would be happy to answer them at the end. Um, I've changed a little bit from that. Uh, I. I, I field them as I as I go through now because we can uh, maybe because I've forgotten them by the end. <laughs> but, um, but, but no, I, I think if I can if I can knock them over satisfactorily on the way, that's um, that's a that's a positive a, a positive way of uh, of bringing a a positive impression to to the meeting that you're able to answer these these questions on the hoof. And uh, and demonstrate your your own expertise. So, um, don't know if that answers your question. Mark, forgotten what it was, but, um, <laughs> but those are those are two 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 tips that uh, that are, two more tips that I use. That's that's go into the meeting knowing what you want out of it, and involve uh, involve the the delegates, the audience, whatever whatever mm. it is along the way. With 22 million UK users, LinkedIn offers a fabulous opportunity to find your ideal clients and to stay ahead of your competition. But what do these future clients currently find when they visit your profile? First impressions count. So, are you proud of your fantastic profile because it is client ready and written with them in mind? Or do you look at it and wonder how you could do better because you are not generating leads? My Marketing Guy works with those who want to take advantage of the amazing potential offered by LinkedIn. So, for more details, please email guy at mymarketingguy.co.uk to arrange an initial consultation. Remember, your next client is on LinkedIn. Uh, one of the things that people quite often overlook, you mentioned it slightly before, and, and, and it sort of boils down to the preparation again. Elaine is, uh, for example, have a plan B. So if you are going technical, have a plan B in case the technical stuff fails. Yeah. Uh, don't be left going, oh well, it now can't happen at all because X hasn't worked. Yeah. Um, but it's also thinking about it on a wider issue. So thinking almost three dimensionally, for want of a better phrase. So yeah, what marketing materials are going to be out on the seats or what packs are you going to send to people in advance? Um, have you got a way of if if this is a presentation at a say a seminar or a an event that you're not normally attending? Is there a way of you capturing people's data if they want to to follow up or they want to receive further information further down the line? You know, can you have a pull up banner with say a second person from your business 
man in that. So if people want to go over and and subscribe to something or enter something or do something and you're otherwise engaged fielding questions afterwards from other people, you can multitask. Um, It's kind of making sure all of those things are in place as much as freebies. I mean, I used to love it when a guy who was a station, (laughs) he he had a stationary business, and whenever he used to do a presentation... He'd always come with a big bag full of stationary goodies. And who doesn't love a new hole puncher, a stapler, or a, a highlighter? Uh, it was great. It was fantastic. Yeah. He immediately got me on side because I'm thinking, yes, it's his presentation this week. Bag of goodies. Yeah. It's so true. I'm, I'm sitting in my office looking around um, thinking... <laughs> Yeah, I've got things around here that you think, oh, yeah, I got that from that conference. And uh, it's so true. Even like some, you know, snazzy post-it notes, you think, oh, yeah, they're good. You know, <laughs> it is quite sad, isn't it? I'm not sure people would be keen to take goodie bags at the moment. But anyway, that's another story. Uh, but no, you're absolutely right. It's covering all the bases, isn't it? Um, it's because if you've, I mean, we're we obviously making sweeping statements here because it really depends on what, uh, you know, where you are and where you're presenting um, but there are certainly some golden rules, aren't there? If you're going to do this great presentation and you you really want a how do people get a hold of you uh, bit in it, which, you know, if your slides are branded, obviously people are looking at that, you know, looking at, you know, yours, uh, Chris, you've got, you're looking at your screen behind, you've got your, your email address, you know, stuff like that. So that's obviously, if the city looking at that, then that's, you know, great. Um, but, um at the end, you should absolutely always have. Uh, how can you get in touch with me? And um, and of course, everybody now, if you know, if you're sitting in a, a room with a presentation, on, of course, all you're going to do is get your phone out and take a photograph of it, aren't you? So the audience are, which is brilliant. So it's but you've got to make it. You know, this is me, and this is how you get a hold of me. And um, so I, I totally agree with you. Uh, you know, it, it's great if you are providing people with some materials. Say, if you're doing a workshop, again, they're branded. And um, even if you're doing it online and they've got some worksheets that maybe they, you know, make notes on, you know, all with your information on, uh, because we do, what what would be more annoying? And I did actually read of a really great guy on LinkedIn recently said he, he did this great presentation and actually um, what his was more about the follow-up really. He didn't get back to somebody because it, it was almost left at, well, we'll, you know, when we need it, we'll come to you. Um, and then had he had a conversation with somebody six months later who'd actually was doing the work for that company because um, he hadn't he hadn't followed up and actually they probably just moved on because he didn't keep in touch with them after and um, and they didn't perhaps have his information who knows but so you, you we can't just think oh we've done that isn't it brilliant and people are going to remember us because uh, they may not. So we've got to give them every opportunity to store our information. I, one one conference I sat at, at, which was it was quite a few years ago now, but it was like get your phones out and this is me and put me, put my details in your phone now, and uh, and I tell you what, you know, four hundred people did it. He got he got spammed to death with text messages that night. It was actually a she, but yes. Well, who knows? I mean, whether you know that as I say, that was quite a few years ago. Whether people would would think I don't want to put myself in that position now. But you know, if you're not talking to a vast audience and you're not putting yourself, you you make the judgment call. Brilliant, isn't it? In in your phone and um, and actually, what she said is, put I don't know. We'll say Marie. But she put the 
the product that she had not not her so you know if you in fact she probably did it the other way around her product and then and then so if you're looking for you know i don't know uh stationery put stationery marie so when you look it in your phone you'll find you'll look for stationery and it doesn't matter if you remember my name you remember stationery yeah it's just you know some really clever things isn't it i mean when when we talk about freebies and chris you strike me as a man who loves a good freebie um Uh, well, I, I used to have, uh, when we talk about presentation, I'm not necessarily talking about a room full of a shed load of people. I, I remember uh, when when I was a lawyer, we we had a company who used to provide search services. And whenever we had a, he's holding up a, a memory pen that's obviously a, a freebie. Freebie, <laughs> yeah. Um, I've got one of those. I, I, I used to, whenever we'd have a meeting, these people used to turn up like Santa Claus. What is it? Oh, you need to ask what it is. He's not going to move on. Go on, who is that. it? Ferrari. Oh, is it? Oh, is that from yesteryears, that, Chris? Uh, it is, rather, yes. Ten, yes, it is. Yes, yes. It's got a bit of dust on it, I'm afraid. But, but it's the best freebie I've had. Well, I, uh, the, these guys used to turn up to my office like Santa Claus with uh, hats that weren't necessarily great so i didn't use them but they had mugs they even got the mugs with your names printed on it with their logo mm. they turn it with branded cakes pens notepads i mean honestly what they didn't turn up and this was every time they came to the office just for a meeting with one or two people it wasn't necessarily a a full scale presentation but what it meant was when they when they left people were still using the mugs with their logos on just to yeah. remind them that they existed yeah. and it was it was quite exactly. a clever way of doing it i felt yeah it is all about remember me isn't it that's the thing and remember me for the right reasons is what what your marketing is saying really it is I think what you were saying just before elaine about the the call to action so many so many presentations i've seen uh, over the years have failed to to have a proper call to action at the end and mm-hmm. that's uh, that's the way it's a bit like the salesperson who you know you're on a one-to-one you you're with the buyer you the, the sales meeting goes well and you forget well not forget you don't say mm. right can we go ahead um it, the call to action at the end of a, any sort of presentation is uh, is absolutely vital because people want to know what's next they want to know what to do next i do when i'm i'm at a, a presentation if that's got if it's if i've enjoyed it i want to know well how do i find out more or where do i get that service mm. or product or whatever it might be so absolutely vital a call to action you're quite right and this all boils back down and we've almost done a, a 360 here of uh, practicing really it's about making sure you practice it to to include all of those various elements uh, i think i can't remember what it was but i watched a, a program once about famous comedians and one of the um, reoccurring themes was the assumption that some of the greatest comedians like Morecambe and wise or robin williams were all uh, off the cuff spur yes. of the moment comedy and yeah. actually they said well a percentage of that was uh, off the cuff um but that was only because the vast majority of what you saw had been practiced within an inch of its life yeah, and because yeah. they knew it so well 
they had actually the, the, the luxury of being able to ablib a little bit because if they needed to just bring themselves right back because it wasn't working or they got lost, they knew exactly where to go back to because it being practiced within an inch of of the lives. Yeah. Um, and I think that's probably one of the biggest failings I see with many presentations that don't work. It's that it's that if you'd practiced it properly you'd know that your timings were off that maybe you needed to do it in a slightly more upbeat manner or to mm. check that your body language was right to make sure that you understood what works when it needs to work if it doesn't work what you can do instead and if you don't do all of those those preparations um when things do go wrong and everything something goes wrong every time i've ever done a presentation nothing's been 100 percent smooth and that that's just life isn't it you have to yeah, adapt absolutely. but it was very well with it yeah it was very easy for me to adapt because i knew mm. it was like okay that's fine that's not a problem it's not ideal but i'll move that there i'll do that there instead and that's fine we're up and trucking again could, yeah. could i just say that uh, on top of that um good preparation will will make you less nervous on the day because yes. there are going to be nerves um there, there, there are always nerves if you're standing up talking in in front of people um but the one thing i was taught again at a very early stage i was sent on a uh sent on a um a sales presentation course in uh, it was in in stratford on avon at the swan's nest hotel it was really lovely um and um I have got, and I found it last week, uh, we were chucking out all our old videos, mainly because we haven't got a video player, but uh, I've, I found a, found a number that I wanted to see and I borrowed a video video player. And I found this one uh, of me learning how to do presentations. And the one thing that came flooding back to me then was that I felt dreadful inside. But actually, looking at me on the screen when I was uh, when it was recorded, and it was recorded to prove to you that you you don't look as bad as you feel, and I thought that, that actually all those years ago that was pretty good, um, and I remember thinking yeah. that at the time, and I remember the nerves doing this in front of a camera at the time, uh, but it wasn't as bad as it uh, as it felt. So you might be churning inside, but outwardly. Don't worry about it. It won't be as bad as it feels, and yeah. that's something yeah. that I've, again, like the uh, like the opening phrase, it's something that I've I've remembered all those all those years hence. Yeah, there's somebody once said to me um, when I used to stand on stage and speak, we we were talking to our our sort of one of our managers, shall we say, and she said one of the things you never do is you never say get on that stage and say i feel really really nervous so i'm sorry if i make any mistakes <laughs> and um and she said people do it because they think everybody will be on my side you know you'll win them around that way uh, yeah. she said it and it's not that people don't feel for you they actually then become more anxious because they know you're nervous so they're not yeah. actually listening to what you're saying they're watching oh gosh are, are they all right and so it, it, they're hardly listening to what you're, you're saying anyway. So yeah. you know, I thought that's such um, such good advice because the majority of people, you know, I've stood up on stage. There's a lot of people in a room, and you know, the 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 room actually is dark, so you can't really see the audience anyway. Um, but actually, the uh, 
you think it's quite even though it's nerve-wracking when you get over your first couple of sentences and you and you've prepared well yeah. it actually you, you whole nerves do get a lot easier yeah. Um, but yeah, oh, good then. And it's good. Uh, and it's one of those things. The more you do it, the better you do tend to get at it. I mean, obviously, how much better is all relative to where you start and yeah. what your skill sets are. <laughs> but think back to mm. some of my initial ones uh, when I first started out as being a business owner, and uh, when I first came across the animation option on PowerPoint. I think my PowerPoint presentations always included every animation possible. Uh, and then I realized that actually that looks a bit rubbish. So focusing on one and then actually I realized sometimes it doesn't need an animation. Sometimes just looking at the plain old slide is more than enough or having a video running instead. So everybody, all these things that we're saying, I'm saying from personal experience of having started out with a lot of these things to where I am now. And I've still got probably lots to to improve upon but I do feel when I look at where I'm at now and where I used to be, I'm a country mile from where I started. Um, yeah. I think the other thing I'd probably say is make sure that if it is your moment to shine in the light, make sure you make the most of it. So it goes back to social. Can you hire a photographer to take some pictures of you while you're at these events so that you can mm. use it on your social media to build your your profile to show that you're a, a successful speaker at seminars can you promote the event can you get them to share your stuff can you bounce, jump on the back of some of their audiences by inter exchanging with them about the fact that you're doing this presentation can you get people to like and follow you while you're doing your presentation uh, even you know m make the most of it get get some posts out there get some pr off the back of it, get some publications, whether it be in the newspapers or magazines, if if it's a particularly impressive thing you've been asked to do, if you're doing an interview, say, for the news, um, because you're a local business and you've just been put into lockdown, if you're doing a if you're doing a an interview, a presentation on the TV, let everybody know about it, because people will be nosy and want to know about it and if that means they're mooching around on your website whilst they're there who knows you might sell something in the same time yeah yeah good point mm. so have we done presentations there have, have we got anything else to add I, I think so i think it's a question of you you will you will find your own style i mean you'll you'll take snippets on board as to uh, from what each of us has said but um, but you have to develop your own style. And I think Elaine said it before, just be yourself, be natural. Don't try and be something that you aren't really. And um, and you, you will get there. You will get there. Absolutely. Yeah. Well said, Mr. Roxburgh. So uh, on the back of the new section, and obviously if people do want to get any help or advice, either with... Um, the presentation or putting together the presentations how can they get in touch with what's that with you elaine how can they get in touch with you uh, the well you can either find me on linkedin two easiest places linkedin which is obviously elaine atherton um or um email me so elaine to summitup.com and i will you know happily help if i can in any way fantastic mr roxborough similarly um i'm i'm on LinkedIn, by all means, connect uh, with me there. And if you'd prefer to just email me, it's it's um, it's not Chris, it's Guy G U Y at mymarketingguy.co.uk. 
And there are two G's in the middle of my marketing. <laughs> guys, so, yeah. Thank just you. Just in case you're tempted to leave one out. <laughs> Indeed. And and if you want to get in touch with me, I am also on LinkedIn, but you can find us on all the other platforms as well. Just look for Funky Vibes um, Market, funkyvibes.co.uk, or visit our website, uh, funkyvibes.co.uk, and you can see some of the graphics and video stuff we can put together, which is always useful for for sticking into presentations uh so uh thank you very much guys for all your help if you've enjoyed the show give us a review preferably five stars uh it just helps um move us up the charts so more people can see us uh, share us uh share the show with your friends your family your business contacts if you think it'd be of use because again we're doing this largely to help people uh, and the more people who see it hopefully the more people we will help and just to reiterate if you have any questions you want to get in touch you want to ask us about the grants um, that might be available or you want to get our advice then if you send an email to either the emails we've just mentioned there or gofish at the podstation.co.uk uh, either or any we, we get them all so it doesn't matter uh, then do so uh, guys thank you very much for your help as always it's uh, nice to have you back it's good to be back mark yes very good thank you very much thank you mark it was great thank you and we'll catch you all next time guys bye now get social at go underscore fish marketing on instagram facebook and twitter